Testing, testing, testing. Blah, 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 blah. Ready, set, go. It's time for the Coach Amy and Coach Liz Show. A podcast for endurance athletes by two athletes, two coaches, and a physical therapist. We are your hosts, Coach Amy and Coach Liz, coming to you from Kansas, Kansas City. City. All right. Here we are, our very first podcast. What do you yeah. think? We're a little bit nervous a little because nervous. this isn't our day job. It's not our day job. So bear <laughs> with us as we get a handle on all the technical stuff and we're just going to chat like you guys are in the room with us. We are. We're going to see how it goes. Okay. So we're going to talk about how to handle the dark monsters and dark thoughts that creep in while we're training and racing. So what is a dark monster, Liz? Because that's your term. It is. Um, you know, for me, I think that's something that we all struggle with. Um, I sort of define it as, as brain trolls or brain gremlins that creep in um, to our head and then affect how we are physically able to perform. Right. Like it, and it happens anytime, like during a race and in training. It does. And before, I think before you get out the door, those things can really make it hard to get out the door sometimes. Yeah. So like, what are, like, some examples of the negative thoughts that we well you know I mean I was just having a conversation with an athlete um, yesterday about they've kind of you know fallen off the bandwagon a little bit and they're trying to get back into the routine and it's become this huge monster in their head trying to um, break that down and actually get back out the door again thinking that you know they've lost everything they no longer belong in the sport they you know feel like they've gained weight um, all those reasons not to get out the door. Yeah, like this, like, I'm not good enough, or I can't, or I didn't do enough, mm-hmm. or I'm scared this is too far. Mm-hmm. I want to quit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's too hilly. It's too hot. Why am I doing this? <laughs> Why? Yeah. Why did I sign up for this? <laughs> um, and, you know, it, I think it's really important for everyone to know that it happens to everybody. Like, it's not just new people to the sport. It is absolutely not. And it happens to the professionals. It's not just those of us that are doing it more recreationally. Right. It's like it's like that saying, like, everyone poops. <laughs> it is just... <laughs> everyone has dark thoughts from time to time. It's totally normal. It is totally normal. We, we are in this together. Like, we all... This happens to everyone. Yeah. And it's happened to you... It so happens to me all tell, the time. Tell us that story. I think you've told me about it before. Um, and Iron Man Tulsa. Yeah. I mean, I feel like there were lots of dark moments in Iron Man Tulsa, which is normal. I mean, that's a really long day, and you kind of go up and down throughout the day. But I remember specifically on that run, and, you know, that run hurts, as does any race. It doesn't matter if it's Iron Man, if it's your first race or 15th race, um, whatever distance. But I remember looking at these shrubs and just thinking I could lay down underneath those shrubs and no one would know. And this, this eminent hell that I'm experiencing would be over right now. Like it's fine. It could so, be our little secret. So you were battling like, do I, I want to quit. I want to quit. This was the dark thought. It was the dark thought. I want to quit. And then, but you didn't. But I didn't. So what did you do? What was your technique to get out of that? So my technique and what works for me is is visualizing a very specific place that I always run during my training, and I tend to hit the same place um, on this route that gets, you know, it's during my longer runs, it's a very difficult part of my training, and I tend to hit the same stretch of pavement every time, and it's, it's taught my brain and my body that even when it really hurts, I can do it. So for me, it is important that I just visualize that 
spot in my training over and over and over again because it reminds my brain that I can keep going even when it feels like hell. Okay, so you tapped into a previous previous experience. Yes. And yes. visualized that. Yeah. So I've had a similar issue like that come up where I've used the visualization as well. And that's just, it was a hilly portion in a race. Well, it was at Boston and, you know, those hills. But I knew I could overcome it because I'd had training on a really hot, hot day, mm -hmm. hill repeats. And I'm like, I've been there. I've done this. I can do this. That's, and I feel like those, those experiences and training are really the gold nuggets for battling the brain trolls. Like it's brain food for the good thoughts in your brain. You have to earn those in training. And I think that's the most powerful way to kind of counter some of those brain trolls. So visualization isn't the only technique that we can use to battle the trolls. Um, some of the techniques that, or one of the techniques that I like is breaking up a training workout or a race into smaller achievable chunks. So for example, I had a runner recently, he's new to running and, you know, to distance running and it's like, Every long run on Saturday is a PR distance. Mm, right. So it's like, oh, this is the first time I'm going to run five miles. Mm -hmm. This is the first time I'm going to run six miles. And he's like, how do you get past that feeling of, I don't think I can do this. I, I can't. How am I going to go a whole extra mile or a whole extra two miles mm -hmm. for the first time in my life? And for him, I suggested, hey, first of all, there's going to be different techniques that work for different people of course and you have to try them and practice them mm -hmm. and one of the techniques that I suggested that he do is this is this uh, breaking into chunks landmarks on his route mm -hmm. so as I just pretend like on your course there is a yellow house with green shutters and there's a fire station and there's an elementary school and there's a park and it doesn't matter how far apart they are or where they occur in your run, but you're going to get from one to the other. And once mm -hmm. you get to that one, you're going to go to the next one. And his eyes lit up and he was like, oh my gosh, I think this can work for me. Again, he's going to go practice that. He's going to try that. Maybe it doesn't work for him. Maybe it works for him sometimes and he needs to use other techniques other times. Um, there was a time when I called you from Iron... What was I doing? Iron Man, Ohio. It was my first... Um, half Ironman and I got to that race and I'm standing there looking at the uh, course the swim course and it's one big loop and I've never done that one big loop I never saw that yeah. and I was like oh my god this thing is bigger than the cove at the lake house that I've been going to for 20 years so what I have ne I can't. Right. And I called you, and what did you tell me to do? Well, you buoy to buoy. You chunk it up. Buoy to buoy. Buoy to buoy. So, like, each stage of that was the race. Like, I get from one buoy, and then I start over to the next buoy. Mm -hmm. And that calmed my nerves, and that is exactly what I did. You just stay focused on the next buoy. Yeah. Yeah. Broke it up into achievable chunks mm -hmm. in my brain. Mm -hmm. And, you know, one thing I find with chunking sometimes, if you have... A distance that just seems kind of you know overwhelming 
is to not let the last part of what you're doing that day hijack the first part. So if you have done something, like say you have your first you know, 10 mile run and you've run seven miles and seven miles at this point seems feasible and your brain can do it, sometimes it can be helpful to just get through that first seven miles and then start the chunking for those last three so that you don't spend those first seven miles worrying about the last three and then that just sort of bleeds into the whole run like take what you know you can do and work with that and then you know develop some mental strategies for when you start to hit those parts that you're unsure of um, and that sometimes can you know give you a little more mental energy to get through those hard parts at the end yeah okay so what about the mantras the mantras yeah. <laughs> so you know, I think that there are two reasons that mantras are helpful. Um, and I use a mantras a huge amount with, with people struggling um, with panic and open water, but it can work any place. Um, and, the, you know, the two sort of components to mantras that I find helpful are one, that it interrupts whatever thought is going on in your brain that is making you panic. So you need to have a stop button on that. And it's very difficult for your brain to be going down the wormhole of fear if you are like saying something out loud to yourself or repeating something in your head. And so it stops. It's a, you know, it's a stop, stop gap for that um, downward spiral. But then it also can actually help create and foster a more positive brain space that does eventually make you feel better. And so there's two sort of parts to it that I think are really important. And it seems a little bit, you know, cheesy or like how in the world is that going to work? But it actually can be very effective. Have you used that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> so for me, that I had to use that for the exact example that you were saying was that fear in the water. So in a group of friends and I, this was like, we were both, we were all training for this. Um, our first, you know, open water swims and and so we decided to use the um and I'm not gonna offend our listeners with my voice but if you've ever watched Dory or Nemo yes just keep swimming oh god I did I, I sung it so just keep swimming just keep swimming just keep swimming. and then on these hot like really long rides in the summer when I'm questioning, like, what am I doing? I can't do it. I was like, just keep riding. Just and then I started adding it to the run. Just keep riding. Just. And it, it worked for me. And other times I've used, especially on runs, before even training for um, triathlon, was I'll, I'll get into a point where I kind of count. Um, yes. And that works for me. And I'm just like, one, two, three, four, yes. five, six. And I've, I've had people ask me, like, are you are you counting? Because it's kind of mumbling while we're running. And I'm like, oh my God, yes, I am. I forgot I even yes. do it. Yes. But I do it. Yes. And you know, that is one of the most effective things um, in open water for people sometimes because it's, you know, it's so, we count, it's not, you don't have to remember your mantra. It doesn't have to be something you connect with. It is literally, you just start counting your strokes just to interrupt that downward spiral. And it distracts you enough so that you can start to get back on track with things. Yes. And so this is exactly like, if you ever hit your funny bone mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. and you rub, what do you do? What's the first thing you do? You, you start you, you start rubbing it. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing. You're distracting your brain from that message of pain. That's all you're doing there. You're not yes. fixing that. You, when you hit your funny bone, that's actually your ulnar nerve. Mm -hmm. So you've twang it like a guitar yes. string and it's sending a message up to your brain that, ah, yeah. it's pain. When you rub it, you're distracting it. And that is exactly what the mantra is doing. Yeah. For our brain that's the neuroscience lesson of the day 
<laughs> you're welcome. Oh my God, you're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so, you know, um, do you have anything else to say about this? Um, you know, just that it takes, it takes practice, and I, I think it's important not to have the expectation that dark thoughts will go away. I think we learn to handle them, but they serve a purpose. Um, and so, you know, kind of learning to accept them and learn how to manage them, um, which is, you know, something that's relevant, not just in triathlon, but, you know, it's in life too. Yeah. And so I think it's a skill that you work to develop. Yeah. And it just, it takes practice. You can't Mm -hmm. expect it like on race day to be like, Mm -hmm. oh, what was that thing? What did Liz and Amy say? Mantra, visualization, Mm -hmm. what? Ha Too late. It is. It has to be a part, you know, and I think we do so much with the physical training, but the mental training and the mental part of getting your head right for training and racing, it takes just as much work and it's just as important as the physical training. Thanks so much for listening. And remember, we We are are in this together. together. Until next time.